Hi everyone, welcome to In the Dark. It's good to be back. Glad I'm able to get this a little bit more consistent now that my season is over for my business. Um, with me today, I have a filmmaker named Patrick Cutler, who is doing a film called Redgate. And he contacted me about this last week. And he said it was in regards to a series of mysterious events that have occurred in and around a small town in western Montana. A picture has been circulating online this past summer of what appears to be an alien being caught on a hunting trail cam. This has been covered by the History Channel, local news stations, and several other outlets. However, there is much more to the story than people realize, as Patrick had uncovered real UFO footage in the same area as this alien that was shot on the old cell phone. The footage has never been released to the public. It also coincides with a series of strange, grotesque, inexplicable murders in the area that have appeared to happen out of nowhere. So this sounds pretty fascinating to me. Um, I had Patrick contacted me and I asked him to be on the show and also would like to reiterate that he's making a movie called Redgate. It's not out yet, but he's working on it. And when it comes out, just look for it. It's it's the movie that's based on all this stuff that's going on that is, you know, based on true stories. So on with the show. Hello. Oh, hello. Patrick. Yes. How you, how's it going? It's pretty good. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, sounds good. That's good. Well, it's good to connect with you finally. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I um now you have in your email to me that you work for Redgate Films. Is that what it's called? It's, um it's it's a red the film is called Redgate. It's been a film I've been working on for over a year now. And it's okay. um, it's about uh UFOs, aliens and um a murder, serial killer, stuff like that. Okay. Is it a true, is it going to be based on true events or a little bit of both or? It's, it's actually based almost entirely on true events. Like I would say 90% based on true actual events. Okay. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's taken over a year because um, it started out as more of like a horror movie. And I just uncovered a lot of more things, um, mysterious things, the longer I've gone on with this film. Uh, when it comes to uh, UFO type stuff, alien type stuff, it's just really mm -hmm. bizarre stuff I've uncovered. You you had mentioned there was some things in now. What town was that again? Was that Montana? Yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's a small town in western Montana. It's called Deer Lodge. Okay. Yeah, and, I was curious. Yeah. About this. I mean, what's going like? What what? I haven't really done any research into it, so I'm interested to know some of the details about it. So there it's, it's been, it's an interesting town because the town has, has always kind of had that weird, weird type dark vibe type feel to it. Um, and there's been all kinds of like bizarre things that have happened within the town itself. There's a lot of stories on history, of how it was like built on a, a, a Indian burial ground that they were massacred here and stuff. It's just a lot of weird stories. But okay. one of the s stories is um, uh, aliens and, and, and UFO type paranormal happenings in this place outside of town. It's called Redgate. It's called Redgate area. It's, uh, 
if you imagine a, a town that's in a valley, uh, valley that's surrounded by like uh, beautiful like mountains and stuff, mm-hmm. that's kind of what Deer Lodge looks like. And it's pretty easy to get, you know, out of town. You just drive, you know, it's less than a mile, most uh, less than a mile or two in most directions to get out of town. As you go to one side of the valley and you drive out of town, um, a couple miles down the road, there's this area it's known as Redgate. And it started out as a tale of folklore as kids where there used to be like a homestead up there. And a guy came home, murdered his family, and painted his uh, gate red with their blood. But over time, there's been like you a lot of UFO uh, sightings up there and strange events. Um, call cars would just stall out randomly. Um, there's this place um, you can go up there where it's like flat but the car is like moving when you, you put it in neutral it's flat, but it's like moving. It's like some kind of weird force or something. It's really, mm-hmm. really bizarre. Uh, but there was um, several, I don't know, it's like 15 years ago or something like that. There was these UFO paranormal investigators came out here and they released um, uh, kind of this choppy little movie. And it was about um, the area and how there's several people that grew up here that, um, claim that they had, um, and this is crazy, but they, they claim that they actually grew up with these alien beings that would come visit them periodically, starting when they were kids. Right. And you know, it was really interesting. Um, you could actually even Google it. It's called The Secrets of Redgate. Um, and there's even a guy that claims where he knows where the uh, spaceship or whatever the ship was initially landed, and he knows where that area was. So um, it kind of it's kind of starts. It goes. There's a lot of stuff to uncover, and it, it kind of starts right around there. But um, recently, over um, it was a couple of years ago, and I discovered it just this past six months. I had a, a buddy out of nowhere reach out to me about he's going to be on the news with this this image he captured on what it was a a hunting trail cam, and he puts up these hunting trail cams. He works for like so outside of Deer Lodge, surrounding Redgate is these uh like multi-billionaire owner guy i think he lives in seattle he owns all this property lots of property right around on um, the redgate area so this guy i was friends with would work for him and go into these private locations set up trail cams all across these different areas and stuff just to capture like deer or moose or elk walking by mm-hmm. um, and to kind of put up like a security around this guy's uh, property that he owned and one night it's, it's like almost, it's like October and it's like dark out and out of nowhere, it catches this thing coming across his camera and it's like, it's not, it does not look human at all. Like, so it, it to explain like this is like when the trail camera gets like activated or whatever, it takes three consecutive shots really quick. Okay. So like, so you're, if you're even, he's caught like vehicles going by, you know, fairly fast. And it at least captures two pictures of that vehicle going by the camera. And this thing walking up a hillside, it only captured one photo of it. And the other two pictures were completely black and his camera completely malfunctioned. Wow. And like died instantly. Right. And, be, and this is like, um, he told me like these batteries, they'll last like, you know, over a year. This one's just set up. So it's just like, crazy and then this image it kind of it's been circling it's been like the, on the history channel different uh news outlets and stuff um it, it's so creepy because it, it doesn't it, it looks 
something it doesn't look human it looks like it's something else and it had to be moving so fast that it only got captured once and this is kind of like private property and stuff and this is way up in the mountains so there's there's just and it's october you know middle of october whatever there's just no way that somebody would just be randomly walking up there yeah um, you know it was just it, it was just it's so creepy to think about it and um yeah, what does it look like exactly like describe what it looks like it looks like if you had like uh, two legs, two white legs together, and mm-hmm. maybe like half an arm coming down, and then the head's completely like white, and it, it looks. People have described it looking like um like a fifth dimensional being overexposed in like um a trail cam overexposed light. So it's moving right. so fast that it just lit it up just really briefly. So it's it's super white from head to. T- to whatever tell whatever it is but it looks like a figure going up the hillside really fast um wow that's just this covered in light it's it's really really weird looking and it doesn't yeah. look like because we and we've done cross comparisons of um say a human being caught on a trail cam at right. that exact trail cam and 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 that exact time of night or whatever and it doesn't look anything similar to like an actual human being or anything it would be caught. it doesn't look like skeletal like the rake or anything do you know what the rake is what is the rake you'd have to look it up if you get a chance look up a picture of what they call the rake um i actually had an encounter with one i i, I don't know if it's if it was actually what they would call the rake but it was something that looks almost identical to what you're describing only it doesn't didn't have any legs that i could see unless they were cloaked oh so, yeah yeah, yeah. I'm seeing it yeah. now here. I got a few images on my computer yeah. here. There's one that's kind of hunched down and it's got hollowed out eyes. Um, and it's kind of looking up at a trail cam. I think there might be a deer around it. But does it, is it anything like that? It doesn't quite look like the exposure looks a little bit similar, but it's, it's, I'd say it's, it's from the side of the, the being walking up the hill and it's, it's more overexposed is how I would describe it. But if you okay. were to put this rake thing and have it going sideways up um, a hillside, I bet it would look and have it overexposed. I bet it would look pretty similar. Similar. Yeah. I'm just wondering yeah. if it was my God, it, you know, and that's what they call the rake. I don't know. I really don't know much about the origins of the rake. I'm going to have to do some research on that because I did, my daughter and I happened to um, have one scuttle right in front of my car when I was um, driving her home one night. And, you know, we live, we live actually, I'm in Pennsylvania right now and they, um, I mean, it's pretty heavily wooded and stuff in this area, but this mm-hmm. thing just came out of nowhere and it disappeared into nowhere. So it just, you know, it just kind of piqued my interest when you said that when you were describing it. So, yeah, totally. Um, I, mean, I don't go ahead. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know the full story behind, um, the rake, but the, there's a story behind this being that we, we think might be it going back to like the people that used to uh, visit with aliens as their kids and stuff. There was a story about an alien that they ended up calling, um, it, was, it was like Esteban, and they said, this is where it gets really weird, they said that <laughs> since that um, alien- I know, it always out, gets weird. Yeah, it gets, it's, it gets weird the more you go into it. it, it oh, it, it does. <laughs> it does. That's what I always say. What is, I always say this, you know, the more you, the more you learn, the less you know, you know, <laughs> and it is so true. Like it just, it's like, it just gets weirder and you should, the conversation I had with Robin the other night, I was ready to pass out. I was falling asleep. You should have heard this stuff she was telling me. And I'm just like, 
Robin, why are we not podcasting this right now? You know, but there's stuff she can't say. There's stuff she's not allowed to say on to anybody or she doesn't feel comfortable saying things. So, you know, she knows about cases and all kinds of stuff, you know? I mean, it's crazy stuff. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. It's really, this is almost humorous to think about what I'm about to tell you. It's just I know. weird. <laughs> But they're saying, go ahead, believe me, I'm, I'm, I'm prepared for anything <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Upon these visitations, um, Esteban ended up having sexual intercourse with a human being. And because Esteban had sexual intercourse with a human being, he could not go back to where he was from, the dimension that he was actually from. So he's stuck here wow. forever, which is weird. <laughs> so, did he know this ahead of time? I don't know. That's the thing is like, I feel like some of these beings are crossing, you know, multiple dimensions to get, get to our dimension. And maybe, I don't know if you didn't know it or you got curious or, or what happened exactly. Yeah. But when I start to think about this alien image that was captured up there, I'm thinking maybe that's, he just appears up there every once in a while up in this Redgate area. And that was him. But um, mm -hmm. with the rake, I mean, I, I think a lot of these things, they're moving so fast. I kind of wonder like, how you can possibly catch it on camera so briefly and then they're just instantly gone because they're yeah. so fast. They have so much freaking energy behind them when they pass through. Well, so. they, they, they cloak too. And they, they they move so fast. They're so, you know, they're just, their abilities are off the charts. And I do think the rake is a potential that the rake is an alien. It is an ET of some sort, you know, it's just that people have caught it and they've given it a different kind of name for whatever reason. You know, but a lot of these things, I mean, even Bigfoot and Dogmen are part E.T., you know, so, I mean, we're surrounded by it. Yeah, you know? yeah. So. It's, it's um, really interesting. What what made you decide to get into Redgate? Like, what, go back to your, like, have you had any encounters, like, when you were small or when you were even as an adult? Like, did were there any origins to you, you're kind of being introduced to the, to the paranormal at all? So. I mean, there there was uh, several stories. When I was a kid, I was at the local high school football field here. Me and my buddies, there's a hillside we used to play on. And as we were playing on this hillside, I remember we started running down the hillside. In the distance, I saw what I thought it looked like a, a, a glowing human being of some kind just standing there, like, looking at us. So mm -hmm. nat naturally, out of curiosity, I just started running towards it um, as fast as I could. And then by the time I got close to it it just started to fade away and just completely disappeared i was just really weird but uh, a lot of the things that go about the paranormal in this town is um deer lodge is the um, home of the montana state prison it has been for uh forever and there is the old montana state prison which is um basically on on the out, outskirts of town it's a museum now and you can walk through that place and you can just feel there was a right there. There's a lot of people killed there. A lot of terrible things happen there. You can just feel like the spirits and there's been ghost sightings there. And there's been a lot of paranormal activity there. And they've done ghost tours there. Uh, ghost Adventures came here and actually did a ghost tour in the Mon old Montana State Prison. Um, yeah. So we used to do they theater. They feed off yeah. of that, the negativity. They, any, even the cryptids, entities, whatever, they, they love anything negative. That's just like a food for them. So that would be yeah. natural for them to migrate to that. Oh yeah, it's 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 really crazy because um, some of the events that have happened in this town it, are just beyond 
explanation do you think you know new york chicago you know the murderous type things and events like that happen all the time but you got stories of this lady she owned a gas station and um out of nowhere her husband came home one day drunk after she got off work and just took a knife and just stabbed her to death out of nowhere and then went to the cops the next morning and reported himself we had one that was really bizarre we we were doing a theater play because we do a lot of theater here in town and there's a lady that lived out of town with her husband and they had like two kids and she was going to be in her first play with us. She's ever done. And um, a couple of days before the, the play was supposed to open her husband and this, this guy lives, their house, by the way, is in the red gate area. So where yeah. all this activity is, that's where their house is located. That uh, was I'll say. And uh, one day he goes home and um, kills her, uh, shoots the kids um, lights the house on fire, lays them all down on the bed. Then he lays down on the bed and shoots himself as a house burns down. Yeah. It's just like mind it's blowing. Possession. It's possession. I don't believe, I personally believe and I feel, I feel that God has shown me that um, people that come in, you know, whatever the reasons are that murder their family, murder their children, murder anybody really, I believe that they're truly, something steps in and takes over. You know, for even a moment, it could be, you know, a lifetime. I don't know, you know, but there's something that walks into somebody's body and and does the stuff for them. A lot of people come out of it and don't even remember any detail at all. You know, they don't even know that they can't even they didn't know they did it. You know, so it's um, that's that's what I feel. I mean, it's just something, you know, my revelations through all the research I've done and this whole journey that I've been on, you know, starting with God. And then it just kind of led into all this other stuff and led me into podcasting, which I never thought I would be doing in a million years, but I don't know. It just something that just, you know, just started the whole thing for me was just the feeling that we all need to be protected. And the more knowledge we have, the more protected we can be, you know? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I've talked to a lot of like ghost hunters and people like that. And they give me tips on how to stay protected from it as you kind of dig into this stuff. Um, a lot of bizarre things start happening, you know, it's really, I mean, we've, we've tried to go out and shoot trail cams and stuff. We've had them die on us out of nowhere. Just a lot of weird stuff happening. Yeah. Like- well, they suck that energy. They, they love energy, you know, any kind of source of energy. They, I've talked to Robin about that in detail about, you know, that why do the trail cams die? Batteries die. She's like, Oh my, they just drain everything, everything and anything. They have so many abilities that we're, you know, we, our abilities, I, well, I mean, what we believe is that sin, when, you know, we started to sin, it took our abilities away. Like it, it, either God took it away or, you know, Satan took it away. I'm not sure if, depending on if you believe in that or not, you know, some people don't believe Mm -hmm. in God or, you know, Satan, but, you know, either way, whether it's the government or whatever, you know, for whatever reason, a lot of people's abilities have been hidden from them and they don't, they don't know how to tap into it. And then there's other people like me where I get premonitions of death and I get, you know, I have dreams that come true and I have, I had something that happened the other day where this was really crazy. I woke up, um, I had a really old friend of mine from school, haven't seen her in so many years. And I woke up saying her name. I was coming out of a dream feeling like I don't understand why we had lost touch, that she had been so important to me when we were kids. And then all through, you know, our adult life, I just never, you know, stayed in touch with her. And I woke up talking about her and her brother was part of our group that he was really important to us 
And that day, for whatever reason, I got in, into the obituaries to check them. I do that periodically. I don't do it all the time, you know, just because mm -hmm. of COVID and everything. And here, that was the day his funeral was taking place. He had died. Oh, wow. And I was just like, honest to God, Patrick, I hadn't thought about this girl in probably 40 years, 30 years. And I was just like, this is insane. You know, some of the stuff, but that's, you know, there's abilities that we have and people don't understand, you know, that we have them. And these creatures know they have them, you know, and they know how to use them. So, it's, yeah, it's crazy to think about all these things. You know, I've, I've been on a spiritual journey myself lately and, you know, I've, I've looked into um, modern like witchcraft and things of that nature just to kind of get an understanding of it. And, and mm -hmm. everything out there is energy. It's all energy. And yeah, it's it's it depends how you use it. But I think, you know, one of the best quotes is uh, we as human beings have no idea the actual power that we have. No. And then no. every once in a while, like your story, you see synchronicities uh, in these um, events we have in our life. It's like, well, how did this happen? It's just yeah. randomly happened out of nowhere. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you listen to I've got a lot of my earlier podcasts, I talk about a lot of my experiences. I grew up in a really large, you know, it was a mansion and. Um, I think with me, I, I never had the option to not believe because the house I grew up in was so active. And I do believe there was a spirit in the home that wanted me as her child. She was never able to have children. And I figured that out as I got older because of a dream I had had. Um, she wanted to take me through this wall in my bedroom. And then later on, I found out that the woman that died in my bedroom was motherless. She never was able to have children. And then I connected the dream. I knew it was her and the description of her was identical. She was a French woman. So it was, it was, but I've, I had have lived with this stuff, you know, all my life. I've just always, you know, been around it. Have the option to not believe or not really have abilities, you know, yeah, no, it, it's it's crazy. I mean, if you if you feel like you're around it and you're in a location where you just, there's a, just constant examples of it every here and there, it's it's hard not to you know yeah. believe in it. I know. It's like like with Robin. I think Robin and I got so close because she's been being abducted since she was three years old, and she you know she's never known that to not be normal for her to see dogmen, to see Bigfoot. And there's many other people like that as well, that they've seen them, you know, they've been having abductions their entire life or they've been having encounters. So to them, it's just a completely normal occurrence. So they get on and they talk about it and people are like, this stuff sounds insane. But to them, it sounds completely normal, you know? And that's what's happening with people. They're, they're coming out and they're talking about this stuff and people are like, holy God, like how is this even possible? you know <laughs> yeah no it's it's crazy i mean if it hasn't happened to you this it just sounds in, insane almost some of these yeah. the, the, these stories and stuff but you know you've yeah. seen it they've done it through hypnosis and everything and they can go back and track these as being real events in these people's lives you know yeah it's just crazy to uh, think about i'm getting into hypnotherapy i want to um i'm not sure where hypnosis stands with the lord i've, I've gotten different you know, takes with that from people that are Christian. I'm a Christian, but mm -hmm. I do believe that so much has been robbed of us. Like the Bible has probably in some instances been, you know, rewritten in some cases, you know, certain books, uh, books have been removed. Of course it would be, you know, so I, mm -hmm. I, but I, a lot of people believe, you know, that you're not supposed to 
get into hypnosis and such as a Christian, but I feel that it's just another ability. It's something that we, we have that we are able to do and we can help people with it. So I'm, I'm pretty fascinated with that and like astral projection. I, it's like that um, remote viewing. Yeah. I would like to learn to remote view. You yeah. Know, I've, I've looked on that too. Um, remote. I've tried, I've tried a few different hypnosis. I haven't done one of those in a long time, but um, yeah. Remote viewing under deep hypnosis and meditation and things. Um, yeah. It's yeah. It'd be really, so I think, I think a lot of, t- of the Bible is actually taken out of context, unfortunately. A lot of things that Jesus said in the Bible by a lot of Christian religions, even like the Catholic Church and whatnot, where I think they've kind of taken a lot of things. You go back and read some of the things that he's said, and they're kind of being reinterpreted today, and you're like, wait a second. He's, mm-hmm. he's saying something completely different than what people think he's saying. You know? <laughs> well, I, what I feel with the Bible is that it's literal. I feel that when God has shown us so many times when he writes something and he says, you know, something has, you know, four faces and whatnot. And then these scholars are trying to interpret this. I don't think there is an interpretation. I think it's literal. I think it is what it is. It's, it's what it says. And there is no real true interpretation of it, you know, and I think that they've turned it into like this three ring circus to try to, you know, maybe, you know, maybe make it into something that they want it to be is, is what it feels like to me. And I feel that there's a lot of the Bible that there's an agenda of man there that it's so clear that it's, it's just, you know, like when you're reading certain parts of the Bible, you're just like, this doesn't feel right to me. You know, it doesn't feel like it would be God that would, that would want this or, you know, say this it feels childish or like there's an agenda there so i'm not totally i'm not saying it isn't i mean it could be you know the entire bible could be completely 100 correct I, I mean i'm not we know that's the thing we don't know and there's so much we don't know and a lot of times you just have to go on what you feel yeah so yeah. and and unfortunately a lot of religions are made man made like i was a, um, a diehard catholic and then covid hit and i saw things within the catholic church that i was like that's not according to anything that the bible or jesus said you know right. i don't care what people's perspectives are on covid19 that doesn't really matter to me but to kick people out of church services because they're not wearing a mask or they're mm-hmm. not vaccinated or that that's not what the bible said that's not what jesus said you guys just it's like i was growing up being told my entire life well you, you're a martyr for uh, catholicism if something happens you have to die for your religion i was like now it's like well, that time happened this last year or so, and they just bent over to the government and they don't, they abandoned all their beliefs right in front of me. Right. Like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, well, t- somebody once told me that the Catholic Church is actually Rome in disguise. It was like the Roman Empire that, you know, kind of went into hiding in a sense and they're disguised and in the Catholic Church. Now, I don't know if that's true. And I don't want to knock the Catholic religion because, you know, for all we know, I mean, we could die and, you know, there's a collective of souls where, you know, good goes to a certain area and bad goes to another area. And, and half the stuff we know just isn't really completely accurate. But, you know, and I try to respect people's, you know, beliefs like I really do. I mean, I can I feel some of it's wrong and I have my opinions, but I don't know if I'm right. You know, none of us know if we're right. We're just following what we feel is right to us. You yeah. know, so, and that's all we can really do. And I just, you know, just with the masks and the and the COVID and stuff, I'm not going to say, you know, I don't believe in, 
I mean, personally, I, I can't get the shot because I have really super, I have super allergies mm -hmm. and they're really, really, really bad. And they don't recommend anybody that has the kind of allergies that I have. Mine are off the charts. Like they're, it's something you just, the doctors have never seen anything like some of the stuff I deal with. It's not like where you get a shot and you're better. You know, this isn't like yeah. that for me. Yeah. So um, they didn't recommend it for me. So I've just been a little leery and I've just been kind of waiting to see what's happening with people that do get the COVID shot and what the outcome might be. And I'm just really trying to be as careful as I can. I do wear my masks and I wash my hands and such like, you know, just to be take it. I figure, you know, if surgeons wear masks during operations, it's not going to kill me to, you know, wear a mask when I'm out in public. Um, I don't like it, but I just feel like it might protect me to some degree. I'm not sure if it will, mm -hmm. you know, but I don't want to say, I don't want to knock the shot and then get COVID and die from it. And then I, you know, and, or be the person that, you know, wants people to get the shot and then the people that you want to get it die, you know, so I'm kind of like, you yeah. know, I, I really, you know, I don't test fate that like that. I don't, I don't, I try not to be overly opinionated because I've noticed whenever I found an opinion, something happens that changes it. So, yeah, you know. well, yeah. I mean, for me, it's like, you know, I, my thoughts are just, you know, with that, any, with anything, you know, do your research, make a, make a, 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 a decision based on your own health. And right. I just feel like there's so much misinformation uh, spewed out by like mainstream media and stuff where it's like, no, people yeah. should be making this, this shouldn't be like, Oh, you, everybody has to do this exact same thing. I was like, no, you should be making yeah. your own decision on this, whatever your decision, that's fine. Whatever you decide to do, but make yeah. a thoughtful, actual decision on it. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's interesting. I don't knock anybody that does anything. I just, you should. Yeah. You just, I think you have a sense, like you have a yeah. sense to know what is, hang on one second. Um, you have a sense to know what is um, right for you. And, and the thing that people, the one thing that drives me crazy about our race is that we all expect everybody to be the same. You know, we expect, if, you know, everybody to just kind of get in line and be this one big happy group that we all just obey. And, you know, we, we do the same thing and that all did, you know, and it, I mean, the shot is killing, the vaccine is killing people. Some people that, you know, take the vaccine and they're absolutely fine and it might protect them. And there's other people that take one shot and they're dead. So, you know, it, it just shows you that we, we aren't all the same and we can't all make the same decision, you know, so it, it just people have got to understand that. And it, it just I don't know what it's going to take for people to understand that. I know it's, it's not. Yeah. And I'm not making the thing that the, the vaccine is going to kill people or necessary or not. But, you know, you yeah. every time it, it feels like the, the, the message overwhelms. It's safe for everybody, no matter what. And that's just not true. Like Hank Aaron went out there and got the vaccine right about and then like a month later, he's dead. Instead of doing like a thorough investigation or talking about it, the media immediately said, no, no, it had nothing to do with the vest, nothing at all whatsoever. It's like without even doing any research yeah. or anything on it. It's like, right. you know, I'm not saying it caused it, but like. Well, it's, there's some <laughs> things that, you know, you put two and two together and it, it's, it, you know, I had a mechanic in town here. His brother um, had, he has MS or he had MS and they, um, he got, he ended up getting the vaccine. He opted for the vaccine. The whole family was against it. He did take it because he thought it would protect him because he had MS and they think that that's what killed him. He just oh, died, really? just randomly got, took the vaccine and just got weaker and weaker and sicker and sicker. And they ended up having to put him in. I mean, you know, when it's a case like that, it's a little obvious that there was a problem with the vaccine, you know. Well, the, the only thing is, and I don't mind, you know, um, any politician or whatever, but the, the fact that um, it was 
it was rushed out and approved with where vaccines in the past would take, you know, years, but this one somehow took months to get mm-hmm. out there. And it wasn't even, it's, I don't know what's approved by the FDA right now, but this one, I mean, it takes a while to get approved from the FDA. So the vaccine for overwhelming majority of people taking it was not approved by the FDA because it takes a long time to do that. So we, it's kind of like it was rushed out so fast. It's like, yeah, I don't know. You they they didn't do enough research on it. it. They, you know, it was, a. I mean, this whole thing is, what you know what it feels like to me and i'm gonna say this i probably shouldn't say this but it feels like you know i'm really connected to god i know i am and i get mess i hear him i can feel him speak to me through mind i i just feel him i know you know when i talk to him and i ask him something he just has a way of answering me and i felt what i got in my mind was that the vaccine was basically this whole thing with covid Yes, people are getting sick and they're dying, and I'm not going to, I'm not taking that away from anybody. You know, I'm not going to sit there and, and be little COVID and be one of those people that says, oh, it's all made up. It's no, it's real. People are getting sick and they're dying from this stuff. But I feel like this was all a precursor to the end time getting it's, it's an obedience test. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel it is. It's a test of obedience, you know, yeah. to see if everybody gets on board and and, yeah. and if if you're so correct on the vaccine how everyone needs to take it then you shouldn't have any problem with anybody saying something different but it's like yeah. they try to ostracize anybody that says anything different other than what the mainstream narrative is and that's where i have a problem it's like yeah. not that you shouldn't take the vaccine but you should be have be able especially today with social media you should be able to have an open honest discussion about something and you just don't you just don't see that right now you're just like nope if you say something yeah. against the vaccine, we're going to take down your article or whatever, and you're, you're done. Yeah, <laughs> it's no. like, that's yeah. not science. That's not how science goes. That's our. <laughs> Imagine being in a. You're splitting up with somebody, and the one believes in it, the other doesn't, and then you have a child. Make the decision, like if the one gets takes the child when they have the child and they get them vaccinated, you know, imagine what the other partner would feel or vice versa, you know, and I just thought situation right now. So it it just, you know, like I said, I don't, I just don't know. I don't, you know, confident or it's people that get the vaccine are getting COVID and dying from it. So, yeah. you know, you're into like what one, two, three, four shots now. Like they're recommending more and more shots for it. Oh, it's ridiculous. So, I have a buddy in Minnesota, and I guess if you're not healthy or really out of shape or whatever, maybe that's a reason to get it. He doesn't do much, so he's 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 talking. He got his like fourth shot the other day. I was like, oh my gosh, how many more? And then they say there's another one for the Omicron. <laughs> so it's like there's just another yeah. one. You get to like 27 different shots here, please. <laughs> And then you have all these people talking about, you know, even, you know, I like the COVID test, you know, you hear this stuff, you know, maybe they're COVID particles, you know, dried particle particles are on like the Q-tip and they're giving it like you're hearing all this stuff. So they're all the, all these, you know, scares are going around that people are just so uncertain and need to be patient. Families. Amazing show. And they know if, you know, it goes either way, they could die. And, you know, but I mean, I understand both sides. I really do. I see both sides of it. Mm -hmm. Personally, I have to do what's right for me. 
you know, for my body, because I know my body and I know the problems I have with it. And I know what was recommended to me. And that's all every one of us can do. Can't tell each other what's right for each other. And that's where I think, you know, we just have to just kind of, this is all kind of new to us, you know, we don't really know what to expect. Yeah, no, exactly. This is all brand new. It's, it's, it's really crazy how things happen so yeah. fast and, and yeah, it's, it's really weird. Yeah, Doesn't seem totally. Like... Doesn't seem either, so. I don't, I think this is the new norm for us. I think it's the but... norm. I think we're heading into, you can just feel it in the air. Really. We're heading into some other completely radical things that are going to happen here in the next couple of years. I think, you know, you, it's, it's hard to predict, you know, after COVID hit, cause, um, you know, I never predicted that ever that, you know, I was flying down from Alaska to Montana to see my kids. And then two seconds later it hits and I'm stuck in Montana for ever. Yeah. Oh, it was, now, do you live? Yeah. In a, so is that where you live? I was, yeah, I was going through a divorce right before COVID and my kids had moved to um, Montana and I was in Alaska and I came to, I, had a, I, I worked as a teacher up there. And I had a spring break um, in March, 2020. I came down just to visit my kids for a week and I was going to go back up to Alaska and finish out my work and then um COVID hit and the in the day my flight was supposed to fly back uh the superintendent of our school district sent out an email telling because we in alaska where i live in alaska super remote and it's like uh like 15 different villages in the school district and basically yeah. the superintendent said the idea people that are on spring break in lower 48 when this COVID's breaking out should not come back to these villages because who knows how bad it could spread and he basically told everybody to stay where they were at and not come back from spring break if they're out of state. Mm -hmm. And I never ended up going back to Alaska. They just sent me all my stuff down eventually. So it was just, okay. it was just weird. So I've been in Montana kind of going through, yeah, that. And And is that how you found out about Redgate? Like, is that what led you into it initially just because you were in the area? I had written a script or the, I was thinking about doing the Redgate film, and at the time it didn't have to do with aliens or anything, just kind of paranormal stuff. I re, as I was re, working on a script like a couple of years before, and I'd written like one line, like a van flies across the horizon from like 1973. Mm-hmm. I, I want to do like almost like a, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre type movie. And then yep. the van, the camper van we ended up getting for the movie ended up being a van that was made in 1973. So that's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. No, that's kind of cool. But yeah, oh, I was pl- I wasn't planning on doing the movie for a while, and then uh, COVID hit, and and I was just looking for something to do. I was like, I just opened up an opportunity to kind of dig into Redgate and make this movie, and and, mm-hmm. and dig in. Then one thing happened, another. I got into UFOs, aliens, paranormal, and all this other stuff started happening, and it's just no, it leads t- you yeah. into it. It you, from one to another to an- it leads you into this this whole. It's a journey. Like I said, it's it's this crazy journey. Yeah, so, it's it's been so weird that you had all hit because of COVID and, and everything. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's been such such a bizarre journey that I never never really expected when I started it for ever to kind of go into what it's become. But yeah, it's it's been an amazing journey though. Also, mm-hmm. it's been really interesting. I'm right there with you, and let me tell you, I never. Good Lord, you would have told me, you know. I, I just don't even know how I got here either. I'm like, this is just, but I've had so many experiences in my life. And, you know, I just, I, I just, it got to the point where it just built up so much and I was learning so much and, you know, just so many different experiences. And I just thought I have to share this with people and I have to, you know, and then meeting new people when you're involved in it, it's, it's so neat. The people that you meet, it, just the people you connect to and, you know, it, it's amazing. 
Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. The the connections you make over time. Those connections sometimes seemingly come out of nowhere. Like out of nowhere, it's just like, oh wow, never. I was writing for years. I'd be doing this. Um, I, I write kids books and do podcasting and I own an ice cream truck company and I'm inventing a new website and I do all this stuff too, you know, and play music. I play the piano and so I'm pretty busy most of the time. I'm actually going to read my Christmas story I wrote on, on the podcast at some point. Um, but I was writing a script about this. Um, it was like a, a, it was a really cool script. It was about Lucifer and it was about, you know, this, this, other angel in heaven that that they basically loved each other it was kind of like a romance type thing in a way but it was dark and when he was leaving he was cast out of heaven she didn't want him to go they weren't like you know having a romantic type thing in heaven but they were they loved each other and it was forbidden but god knew and they didn't know that he knew and so you know she begged him to stay and he turned his back and he fell it 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 shows him in in the script falling and then um what happened was i guess as a dig on lucifer god recreated her as a human so he sent her to the earth and he sent and then these two angels were i don't know i can't really grasp if i want them to have been sent with god or that they had come themselves to watch her to keep her they wanted to keep lucifer from finding out that she existed and he does he does find out inevitably but it ends it ends darkly. It ends, you know, I was, I was doing this script and it was, I thought it would be so great, you know, and there's some pretty evil stuff in it too. It shows him doing some really horrible things that it reminds her of how bad she, bad he was. And I thought it'd be such a great script. And I, I heard God tell me I was not to write the script and I'm sitting at the, at my desktop writing this script and I'm like so excited about it thinking this is going to be really cool, you know? And I heard God tell me that. And I was looked up, I stopped writing, I looked up at him, I was like, but why? And he was like, they're going to fall in love with Lucifer's character. And it's going to, you know, lead people to him even more. So I wasn't to write the script. But that was my idea for it. That's, that's how, that sounds really interesting. Yeah. If yeah. You, if you, I'd like, I'd like to see a copy of it. You wouldn't mind sending me a copy of it. because Sure. Yeah, I like reading scripts. Um, but that yeah. sounds like a really interesting. So he was in love with a girl uh another angel in heaven yeah. and then yeah he fell he i have the picture of her she's standing there trying there was a council meeting with lucifer to try to get him back on track where he wasn't you know where they this council got together and they wanted him to stay and to try to get a rein on his anger and he was enraged because of humans and so as he was leaving, they were basically leaving heaven. Like they were, they were cast down by the Lord, but they, they jumped. Like they basically, they were pushed out, but they, you know, they, they, when they fell, it was more like they left too. It was more like, you know, they just kind of looked down and just plummeted down to the earth. And as he was leaving, she was begging him to stay, begging him to have a change of heart, to go to God and ask for forgiveness and stay. And he just looked at her very sadly and he, he just kind of put his head down and turned and he just, you know, he, he, he jumped, he jumped down to earth and then they, um, he loved her and she loved him, but it was forbidden. They, they weren't allowed to because they were servants for God. They weren't just like the watchers weren't allowed to reproduce with human women. They weren't allowed to really have anything for themselves. And I'd always had like a, a, a feeling in a sense, like the sympathy for the devil type thing where I felt like, you know, he had gone against, um, 
God because, you know, he, he was angry because he didn't want to serve humans. They were beneath him, that type of stuff. And I could, in a way I could kind of connect to it. I could understand. And I also was told that uh, Lucifer was actually the father of Cain, Cain and Abel. And I don't know if this is true. This is what I got from God. The one day I was sitting there trying to understand because Cain was the first murderer and there was a lot of hate and anger in Cain. And he was the firstborn of Adam and Eve. And I was sitting at the table one day and I heard God say, Tracy, Cain is Lucifer's son. That's why he was so hateful. And that's why he killed his brother. Eve was in the garden with Lucifer for nobody knows the amount of time Eve was in the garden with Lucifer. We don't know if it was days, hours, whatever, but he was a beautiful angel. He presented himself as a serpent, or God called him a serpent. He didn't actually say he was in snake form. He said the serpent, you know, showed up in the Garden of Eden, and he tempted Eve. Well, wouldn't he also try to have sex with her? You know, why wouldn't he? Mm -hmm. That would be something that Satan would do. So that's what God revealed to me. So in the script, I there's a lot of this stuff in there, and... So these two watcher angels came to watch her and guard her. And I think her name in the movie was Parenthes or Prentis. I can't remember what I have down, but she um, and they, they were, were at just very, you know, really wanted to keep her from Lucifer. They did not want her around him, did not want him to find out about her. They guarded her and she grew up like in a wealthy household and that type of stuff. And as she was growing, things were happening to her. And such, and he did. He finally he felt her. He felt her, her presence, and he found out. He he searched her out, and he found her. So, and it's but like I said, there's some darkness in the movie as well. There's him murdering children, and you know a lot of things that remind her in the end about how evil he was. And then she walks away from him, you know, because she can't be with him because of his evil. But it, it's a good. I thought it would be an excellent script, you know, and it just. <laughs> And I'm hearing God, like, I'm like, oh, come on, you got to be kidding me. So I'm still kind of up in the air about it. I'm like, I don't really know. I really want to create this, this movie. That's, uh, that sounds like extremely interesting, honestly. That sounds really, yeah. really interesting. It would be I fun. Can... I just, yeah, I was kind of excited when you said you were making films. I thought, geez, we should maybe get together and, you know, collaborate a little bit on something because that would be great. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, and I'm, I used to do comedy. Now I'm switching more to like the horror genre and everything yeah. else. So, um, well, that's what this it's, it's horror in there, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's biblical, but I mean, and then when you, you these things in with the, you know, the UFOs and the, the, the cryptids, and I mean, God knows what you could put in a movie, but the special effects would have to be there and that type of stuff. So it would be, yeah. it would be really great to do it. But, um, but so, is there tell me you said there were some things in Redgate that the government like they didn't release some things is there can you talk about any of that or not oh there's sorry what I meant to say is uh there's there's footage in there again you know you talk about going on these journeys you never know what you're going to find and when I started to investigate it even further and the film took a different direction and the more and more investigations I did into it the more stuff uh, kind of surfaced out of nowhere and one of those things that surfaces, there's this regular uh, guy, um, a really cool guy, um, just kind of like you regular Joe guy. He works at the Montana State Prison in town. And um, uh, one day he, he came home after a movie uh, with his kids and he's pulling up. And as he's pulling up, he starts to see these weird UFO like, like light bulbs in the sky just, just going around and circling and making weird 
like weird directions and stuff and they go in different directions and all these different things and just very very odd so he pulls out his cell phone and it's it's like an old older cell phone so the footage on it he, he couldn't get the quality footage he wanted but he just starts filming it and mm. um this footage has not been seen by like anybody and he starts filming it live and, and it's weird to see these these white lights in the sky just going different directions and it can't be fireworks fireworks explode and stuff when they go in the sky and mm-hmm. it's not a flock of birds because birds as you know birds when they fly they fly in one continuous synchronous um way and it's kind of caught in between these clouds and things and you're just looking at it the entire time like what in the heck is this Mm-hmm. And it's in the sky right above his his house, um, in in town. And when I I saw oh. that, I was just I was just my eyes just like exposed like holy cow, this is like yeah. interesting as hell. And the problem I've had though in, in investigating these things is that um, I've had very I've had a lot of stories and a lot of people I could reach out and contact, but very few have wanted to come forward and actually talk about it. And I think it's because they're scared to talk about it to tell you the truth. Um, yeah. Yeah. He talked about yeah. it, and then I then I screened a copy of my rough cut of the film, and he never replied back. So I haven't talked to him since. But the stuff he presented was crazy. It's it's a bizarre video. Yeah. Well, do you have the video? Do you have access to it? Um, it's it's on a folder. I don't have it online or anything yet, but I it's on um I have it on a folder somewhere. I gotta check it out. Yeah, you should send it to me if you ever get it. If you run across it, you know, send me the link to it. I'd like to see it. it yeah. Just, there's just there's so much so there's so you're going to continue on so you're when do you think the movie's going to be released for it it's it's hard to say like independent filmmaking it's hard to say because um you you try to market it so bad you want to get like the best possible situation for the film and everything else so right now i'm kind of on that starting out that process of reaching out to um people with basically uh uh, mostly finished film and in the Mm -hmm. media and reaching out and, and and going into the details of the true story and, and seeing how I can, you know, get this out to the best, most effective way to get it out. So yeah. I'm kind of in that beginning process, but I mean, so it might take months. Um, it's kind of interesting. And I followed other steps, other independent filmmakers that are successful, like say like paranormal activity, Blair Witch project, but people don't understand uh, paranormal activity was that it premiered at a festival mm-hmm. like one year and then it wasn't released like nationwide or anything until two years later so it yeah. took it like two years to take off i hope it doesn't take that long but i'm pretty patient in in waiting and, and trying to get as much momentum and everything for it until it's it's finally released because when you have ufo stuff and footage like that it's really kind of timeless it's not really like there's a time stamp on when it needs to be released you know mm-hmm. but i'm i'm hoping that it's it's released here within the next year hopefully we can get something. I have a really it. good friend in um, Lyle Howry. He does. Uh, he did the movie Street, um, and he's done. He's just been in the entertainment business forever, and he's a real close friend of mine. I could call. I mean, I could ask him if you if you need any information or any kind of tips or ideas. I can, you know, yeah, find out it, from him if there's any any help I could give you. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So, if you could, if you did, that'd be great. You know, anything yeah. helps. If he if. My, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to either get um, uh, two two pronged approaches. I'm trying to get media attention from it, but I'm also trying to find a way to screen it in front of people that really matter, like could have an influence on it. Right. Actually going somewhere. Um, the festival route, the film festival route, it's still a possibility, but um, a lot of times um, it can be hard to get in the film festival, you know, connections and yada, 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 or whatever. So I'm, 
that's my route is kind of trying to make connections and find people that I can get it in yeah. front of that can see well, the potential ask, with it. I'll ask Lyle because he he self promoted um, Street. He really got that out there and it did really well. Um, so I'll I'll ask him. I'll, I'll I'll message him today and find out about you know because I need to know that too. Like if I do get this script done and you know do decide to go ahead with it, um, I'd like to you know he said he would help me whenever I needed it. So, but that would be great for you to you know maybe connect with him or something. Yeah, for sure. That'd be so, awesome. Let me know. That, yeah. Oh, that, uh, yeah. Street has uh, that's um, is that a uh, yeah Matt Mitrione? <laughs> what that is UFC. it? Oh, he's a UFC fighter. I just looked at the movie Street online. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Lyle likes like a lot of the action. Um, you know, he does the action and a lot of like the fighting type of stuff. You know, he he just he likes that stuff. I'm hoping he kind of he is doing. He was doing something with something that was really like had a lot of depth to it like um oh gosh i can't even think to you know i'm not even going to go out on a limb here and guess what it was but it was something really deep and it, you know i was kind of surprised that he had gone this direction i was really happy he did so but i haven't talked to him in a while i do it's i'm due for a, a phone conversation with him so I'll, I'll definitely you know connect with him and, and see where to go with it a lot of it's money too though you know like you have to make sure you you know you get an investors and stuff or you know just try to find a way to get it out there. But he did, he did some stuff with his and it did really well. So. I'll, yeah, um, no, it looks like, yeah, it looks like they funded really well. So just look, yeah. at, look at here. Yeah, it um, did. He sent, yeah, he sent me a copy of it and, and um, sent me hats and, you know, cups and all kinds of stuff. It was cute. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it was really cute. I know I went to the post office and the lady was like, Hollywood and I looked at her and said yeah I know I just kind of chuckled and left the post office I was like yeah that's I just love him he's he's you know there's there's several people I I know you know in the entertainment industry quite a few you know but um Lyle's the one I I just I'm real close yeah I just I just love him so he's he's a sweetheart but um, yeah yeah so that would be cool so do you have, I mean, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about like any any other stories or encounters or anything? Um, think of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's always it's almost like an endless trail there. I know. <laughs> That's why I'm asking. I'm like, come on, Patrick. I know there's more. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if I have anything off the top well, of my you, mind. Yeah, yeah, if you think of any, just what you do. I tell everybody this, okay? If you get off with me, and you think, oh, I should have said this. I should have said that. I want you to keep like a little diary of things that you forgot to talk about or any encounters that you like new encounters, anything that you, you know, find out anything that you, you know, anything that's new and, and let me know and I'll have you on again because I, you know, this is an ongoing thing. This doesn't just end. It never yeah. ends. You know, it's like, you're just, it's, you're kind of sucked into this world and it kind of, it opens up all these, you know, crazy windows of all this, stuff that happens constantly it seems for me so it's an ongoing thing and you know the more open you are to it the more things seem to happen to you oh yeah 100 percent. yeah it, it just it just continues and continues and continues just like i found out with this film it's like it's, yeah. it's never gonna <laughs> i it's gonna be a process but like i said i'll talk to lyle and i'll see if there's anything you know that you can do and, and I'll email you too more, you know, and see what, um, you know, just get a little bit more insight into the film so I can, you know, um, present it to him to see what he thinks, you know, 
what you could do with it and stuff. But it sounds really cool. It sounds exciting. I'd love to see it. I'm excited for it to come out. Yeah, no, I, I'm super excited. So uh, it's 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 only become better and better. And I think it's I think the story behind it has a really good. I think it's I'd say like, I think it's a highly highly marketable film. Yeah, um, that people will be really really interested in. It. And I say a lot of that not only because horror films are great to market. They're just everybody likes to get scared. Oh but, yeah. Um, when you have it where it's like this is all based on like a true story, like and some yes. of it's yeah, yeah like and at least half the film is true footage and stuff like that real alien footage some of it's no one no one most people haven't seen or haven't seen at all you know yeah. there's a lot behind it so yeah that's they're yeah. the best horror films the best horror films are the ones that are based on true events because that's like that's when it really freaks you out yeah you know you're like, <laughs> yeah you're like okay you know this isn't something somebody made up this is terrible like this is you know i don't watch too much horror because i always have it, it seems like i get like i get I get, you know, really closed in on with spirits all the time anyway. And I'm always, you know, playing a TV or I always have to have people in the house with me or something, or at least one other person to kind of keep it buffers it for me because I'm like some kind of, I don't know what you call it, but whatever it is, it just, I just feel them all the time around me. So if I watch a horror movie, I, I just get like, bombarded. like it's awful. It's, it's just like, it becomes just terrible for me, but I do like them and I do watch them on occasion. I just don't do it too often, you know? So, but now if it's something like this where it's based on something true and it's, it's actually, you know, cryptid or UFO related, that's a definite must watch. I mean, oh, I yeah. Think, yeah. You know, everybody needs to watch that stuff. So, yeah. but yeah, you, you, when you get it done, let me know too. I'll put it up on the podcast and, and, um, you know, help get the word out for you and stuff too, you know? Oh, for sure. It'd be awesome. And if yeah. you don't mind, I'll probably do a social media post on just our, our talking today, if you don't mind. Oh gosh, no, please do, <laughs> you know? And, um, yeah, I've got, I, I do advertising. The website I'm creating has, it's a new Craigslist slash eBay slash bid for assets. It's got a paranormal, um, it has like you know, classified ads and all that stuff i do have a dating site at the bottom that's a really cool one it, it has like dating for like all these different um groups that you just don't see every day like really neat stuff on there the way it's presented and in this website there's a part called the artist corner for people to present their art it could be movies pottery music dance whatever it's almost like another little YouTube inside of this. It's like an all around overall everything you can find in one stop place website. And there's also a section on it for paranormal stories. So when I get this up and running, you can advertise on there too. You oh, can throw this stuff awesome, up there. Yeah. yeah, you would love it. And I'll do it, you know, I'll just throw it on there for you. So you could put it up there on like the, the top where I'm going to have like some special slots, but I'm excited. I'm just, I'm, it's not done yet, but I'm working on it. So it'll be a really neat way to advertise things worldwide. Yeah. That sounds like, that sounds like it's going to be really cool. Yeah. I'm always creating something. I, I get bored. So I'm constantly doing something. It never yeah. ends. <laughs> yeah. No, never ends. Sure my next thing, yeah. My next thing is to, uh, violin. So that's my next thing for the, start in on the violin and um that's going to be pretty cool so that sounds yeah that's violin's tough <laughs> i did as yeah. a kid but you let me know how that goes <laughs> i love it i play the piano so i i love the piano and i just i want to those are like my two favorite instruments you know so yeah 
Well, it was great having you on, Patrick. And, you know, if you think of anything else, if you want to be on again, you let me know. I, I mean, you could be on, you know, however many times you want to, you know, as things go and things happen, you know, just, you know, shoot me messages and stay in touch with me and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll see what Lyle says and all that good stuff. And, you know, we'll stay in touch. Okay. Oh, hundred percent. And um, please send me that uh, script you, you've been uh, working on. I'd love to read it. And I, see will. I will. I will. Yeah, I will definitely send it to you. That'd be awesome. It's going to be a little bit because I've got some touch up stuff to do. You know, I don't want to send it kind of incomplete. So give me a little bit yeah, of time yeah. and I'll, okay. I'll get yeah. it to yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. I've always wanted to do like a film kind of based on heaven, hell, the earth. Oh, yeah. So yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah, 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 me too. I'm, 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 I've been kind of, you know, trying to feel out who would, who I would, you know, have as a crew. And, you know, if I, when I do the, when I do the movie, you know, who I would want to, you know, get involved with it with me. So it would be amazing. So yeah, sounds really cool. Sounds very cool. Well, you have a great day. Yeah, you too. Thanks. Talking to you. Sure. Yeah, thanks for having Take me. Care, Patrick. Sure. You I'll too. talk to you yeah. soon. Yeah. See ya. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that was a great interview. I really enjoyed meeting Patrick, talking to him and interviewing him here. Um, hopefully we can get that, that movie out and he's, he's a great success with it. It, it made me really decide that I'm going to keep pursuing my script writing with the movie I was working on as long as I, I'm just going to have to stay in prayer and, you know, make sure I'm doing it according to what God would approve of. But I, I think I'm going to, I know I'm going to continue on with the movie I'm writing. So that's, that sounds pretty cool. It gave me some incentive here. Um, you guys have a great day. I really enjoyed the show today. And I've got lined up. I have actually another filmmaker coming on Saturday, and I have um, Brittany is coming on. I'm going to be doing the interview with her tonight, and just a lot going on here. So stay tuned. It's just getting busier and busier around here. You guys have a wonderful day or evening, wherever you are. Stay safe. God bless you all. Love to you all. Say your prayers, and I will be talking to you soon. Take care, everybody.